What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Football Full Circle. Mike Blewett and George Kurtz taking around the world in the NFL, updating on recent stories, and today we're going to get into some props. You've seen, hopefully, a bunch of our divisional uh, off-season reviews, and we'll get into, you know, the, the fun stuff. Uh, I mean, I think it's all fun, but we'll get into some more of the fun stuff when it comes to player props and everything else. Uh, FanDuel has put out a good amount of player props on quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, what totals can they hit, or we're going to examine those today and uh, who we think uh, has a good shot to go over. Again, a lot of these future bets, as George and I have said in just about every show, uh, I'm not recommending you go out and put a bunch of money down on the futures. Obviously do it if you're having a little fun, but having the casinos hold your money where we're not even sure there's going to be a, a football season uh, w- is not something I would recommend. Uh, would you concur, George? Oh, absolutely. So we don't know. Are they going to play 16 games, 12 games, 10? Are they going to play at all? And I don't think anybody can truly be sure right now. I think they're going to try and play. I do, because the NFL, let's face it, it's still five months away, pretty much. A little less than five months. So hopefully we have a better handle on this. But I don't think it'll be a season like it normally is. Maybe we're not going to have fans in the stands. Maybe it's going to play in front of empty, empty stadiums. Are they going to be in front of NFL stadiums? Mm-hmm. Right, we hear baseball talking now what they want to have a, a grapefruit league and a cactus league. So you're going to play in those stadiums you know, without fans, I would assume. I don't know if that's going to work. You know, I, don't, I just don't know if we're gonna, this country is going to be able to get a hold of this virus in five months where it's going to be comfortable hanging out with 50,000, 60,000 other people. I don't see that happening. I don't see a vaccine happening that quickly. So I don't know if it will be allowed health-wise anyway. So hopefully right. they'll be able to play, but it won't be like it always is. But more importantly, for betting purposes, you said it. I don't want them holding hundreds of thousands of my dollars, and I, I don't even know if it's going to matter, if it's going to count, if I can win, or if it's going to be can- a canceled bet anyway. Yeah, I, I'm, look, I think if it's an amount of money that doesn't matter to you that much and, and you feel uh, ultra-secure during this pandemic financially, then then go for it. And I'm not going to stop anybody from doing it. I'm just saying what my sort of recommendation would be and, you know, just taking a look at the landscape. We'll tell you about the bets that we like and the bets that you can find value in. You know, George and I never sit here to be touts that we're, you know, we're crushing the casinos. Uh, Give you as much information as possible where we think there's some value, we'll let you know. And trying to give you the most information we can uh, to help make you more successful. So, um, and to George's point about not knowing uh, there being the unknown, we saw the UFC was prepared to put on an event next weekend and it got shut down uh, right away. Uh, well, not right away, but when when the rubber was about to meet the road, somebody stepped in and said, this ain't happening. So um, uh, 
uh, and no UFC events will be happening on a private islands or Indian uh, uh, reservation casinos uh, of any kind. So uh, here we go, George. Uh, we talked about this story when it came out initially, but we're still in the um, relatively immediate afterglow of the Texans another trade. Now, we talked on a previous show about it and how Cooks, Brandon Cooks, coming to the Texans, just to tell you what the trade is, it is Brandon Cooks and a 2022 fourth-round pick coming to Houston uh, and a second-round pick going to the L.A. Rams. The second-round pick, of which the Texans had two, was their actual pick at 57. They will hang on to the number 40 pick which they received in the DeAndre Hopkins to the Cardinals trade. So they kept a little bit of value. They traded the, the less valuable of the two picks, George. And it puts them in a position now where they their receiving core is Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks, Randall Cobb, Kenny Stills, Kiki Kuti. Your thoughts on that wide receiver, wide receiving core on Watson right now? Altogether, one to five, it's not a bad core. I mean, you have, we all know the names there, right? It's, yeah. it's not a bad core. You might, I don't know if I'd even be feel bad about saying it might be the best one to five in the NFL. But is it, do you have the right guys in the right spots? Stills and Cooks are sort of the same guy, deep threats. Uh, you can make an argument which one's better. It's probably Cooks when healthy, but that, you know, he's not healthy a lot. All right, then you got the, uh, you know, cop, slot guy. You know, uh, he's not... He's not Julian Edelman, but he's still a very good receiver. Had a great, very good year for uh, Dallas last year. I'm a, as a Cowboy fan, no complaints about Cobb. Would have liked to have seen him come back. All right, but then you have guys, okay, where are they going? Listen, I like Fuller, but he can, another guy who can never stay healthy. Kuti can't stay healthy. What's his role? What's their role? Who's that intermediary guy? I would feel so much better about this, Mike, if they had that top tight end. You know, an Ertz guy, Kelsey, Kittle, someone like that who can run those 15-yard patterns, 20-yard patterns. You know, I don't think they have that. They either have the deep guys or the short guys. They don't have that intermediary guy. That's Do my you issue think here. Daniel Fells can grow grow into that role? Not a big enough threat. I think he's a guy where he'll make some plays fantasy-wise. I don't know if he's going to be in my top 12. I don't think he'll make top 10. Certainly won't make top 8. He's in that probably that 9 to 14, 9 to 15 range, which means you're an average tight end at best. You know, he's not quite that guy who can make those plays over and over again. So, no, I don't think he's that guy. And you also throw David Johnson in this mix. He's another guy who's going to catch short passes. So once again, you have guys who are catching short or deep. Where's the intermediary? So that's my only problem here. Is once again, there's a lot of moving parts here, but you lost. You, a, you lost your ace in Hopkins, that big number, that big threat guy, and you lost an intermediary guy. So I don't think they have all the right parts. They have a lot of parts, a lot of good parts, but a lot of the same parts. You know, a lot of yeah. parts you, you already accumulated, and I wonder where. Where, I said, where's that intermediary guy? When, when you're on second, not, third and nine, third and 12, who's catching that ball? You can't throw a 40-yard bomb every play. Uh, agreed. I, I think it was your criticism when the trade initially came out. You and I got into a discussion on social media right afterwards, um, you know, from The Athletic, and he uh, concurred with you completely. You can throw out names as to, as you said, it's a very recognizable, if nothing else, a very recognizable receiving core. We all know these names. We're familiar with a lot of these veteran wide receivers. But there isn't anybody in the intermediate role. I think it can be explosive. But the very obvious criticism of it is it is a very injury-prone receiving core, right? Uh, Will Fuller, as you said, is constantly... Uh, injured. Brandon Cooks is, is literally at a point where you could surmise from other players that have been in similar position that he's on the verge of retirement with five documented concussions. Another one, I think any concussion from here on out, he'd have to seriously consider retirement if he isn't already. Um, I think Luke Keekley didn't have as many documented concussions as, as that, and he, he's retired as, as a result of him feeling like he couldn't give it his all. Uh, Kenny Stills, I don't think he's as oft injured as maybe the other ones mentioned, but he and Randall Cobb have had issues staying on the field consistently. And Kuti, I mean, we haven't even, we don't even really know that the 
entire profile of Kiki Kuti yet because he he literally can't stay on the field at all. He's the most injured of the group. Uh, I would I would submit that Cooks has probably missed more games during his career, but percentage wise, Kuti has been out the most games of all of these guys. <coughs> like I said, it's it's a weird dynamic, and everything you said is correct. Uh, and let, let's face it, if Cooks has five documented, he's had more than that. You maybe double. Uh, with that, we know back in the day they didn't report these things. Plus, in high school, college, I'm sure he's had been dinged at, uh, a time or two there as well. So you're right, Cooks would have to certainly give it consideration. You know, we don't know every everyone's different. You know, uh, we've seen guys retiring early, early at a much earlier age nowadays in the NFL due to a variety of reasons, concussion being one of them. And I don't blame these guys. I want to live. I, you know, hey, he's 26 years old. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm 50. Walk around, do everything he wants to do. That's what you want. You know, you don't want to be. You don't want to be not the same person you are because you have head problems. You're Altoon where you can't think yet. My he has made time. money. You know, right? He's, he should be set. Up. He should be set. You would hope he is. You never know. But uh, he certainly ought to consider it. You mentioned Kuti can't stay on the field for more than a game or two before he's got hamstring injuries and lower body injuries. I still don't think they're taking a receiver at 40. Uh, I no. would laugh if they do. I mean, I would, I would be, I would roll on the floor here laughing at sometime Friday night around 8 o'clock. They're taking uh, – a uh, receiver, in, uh, what, ninth in the uh, second round. But I, I put nothing past Bill O'Brien. Nothing yeah. past Bill O'Brien. Yeah. So that takes us into the next discussion. It's a good segue. Their biggest problem right now, my, my ultimate question for this is that, is Bill O'Brien better than people think? We can pick on his coaching, right? He's had quarterback issues that he's dealt with. He has won four of the last five divisional titles in the AFC South. He has done that, so there's no denying that. Now, here's the problem. They, they're cap space right now. They've eight. Both know, and everybody watching knows, that Deshaun Watson's going to get paid. Laramie Tunsil's already asking about being the highest paid tackle. And I think that played a huge factor, the, maybe the most significant factor. Uh, along with their apparently strained relationship with DeAndre Hopkins being traded. I think if you wanted to tie $35 million for Watson and $16 million for Laramie Tunsil and another 20 for DeAndre Hopkins, you're talking $71 million in what is roughly a $200 million cap. It's a big commitment. We start, you know, we're 35% of your cap on three. Now you're already paying J.J. Watt and Whitney Merciless and a few other guys as well. So you have to consider that. But the draft picks, George, they are in a bad draft situation now. They have Laramie Tunsil to show for it, but uh, they're holding 40, that's in the second round. 90, that's the end of the third round. 171, that's in the fifth. And then 240, 248, and 250, which are the back half, back end of the seventh round. So it's a total of six picks, period, um, and only two in the top 100, only three in the top 200. So they are light draft picks for sure. The only thing that had me thinking is you can roll this wide receiving core out there for sure, but I just wonder if there's another maneuver to be made. Would they be willing to trade, I don't know, it, it, they're not trading Cooks and Cobb, obviously, they've just acquired them, but... Would somebody be willing to give Will Fuller or Kenny Stills a, a trade for them and an extension? You know what I mean? Now, that that further weakens your wide receiving core, but maybe it opens it up for you to draft one of the younger players. The problem is, this is the wrong draft to try and trade a wide receiver. It, it just sure. is. Who's going to trade for Will Fuller and Stills? We're not talking aces here. They're not Hopkins. They're not Diggs. You know, Hopkins is... A, is a top three wide receiver digs top 12, top 15. Those guys will get value. When you go down to Stills, Fuller, you want to include Cutie here, here. I even talk a top 40 guys? Barely? Top 30? Maybe? Probably not. What team is going to give you any kind of value in the draft? When, hey, why would I want to give up, I don't know, a fourth-round pick for Stills, fourth-round pick for Fuller, sign into an extension when I can just draft somebody in the third round? In a very receiver-heavy draft. Yeah, which is why happen. I think they, I think they probably roll out with this uh, wide receiving core. I, I think you're, you're obviously hoping that everybody stays healthy, right? 
I think that's just sort of where I, I think that's where you are as a Texans fan. And if you're the Texans themselves, the receiving core looks good on paper, but you have a lot of injuries and you're looking for best case scenarios. Now, another good point was made by uh, Salfino during the discussion. I've, I've said uh, several times now, both on social media and here on the show, you're trading out DeAndre Hopkins getting paid $13 million. He was looking for 20. You bring in Cooks, he's only $8 million for this upcoming season. You could conceivably get out of that contract after the year, but you've just given up a second round pick for him. So you're probably looking at Cooks really for two years, but given his medical history, he is the type of guy where you want to be evaluate you want to be able to evaluate him on a year-to-year basis and his contract is literally set up like that for the next 4 years the remaining years of the contract it's one year deals from here on out George and you can get out with no dead money Yeah it's probably the one thing I might have disagreed with self you know when he said it's oh this pretty much means they're definitely going to keep him next year no, no it doesn't Yeah as you said it's pretty much a whole bunch of one year contracts Plus, they didn't give up a second-round pick straight for him. They got a fourth-rounder back. So that's going to alleviate some of two that. Two years from now, which was minds. odd. Yeah, it's very odd. I, I've heard of one year. Two years? That's weird yeah. that they had to accept that for whatever reason. I don't even know why uh, you know, why the Rams would insist on that or the Houston insist on that. Who wanted it two years from now? It's, that, it's got no capital for any teams right now. You right. can't even really think about trading that back, which I don't know why they took it until next year, really. It's strange. But once again, that could alleviate some of the, uh, if they do have to move on from them. It's a mistake we see teams make. Uh, you brought up Tunsil with Houston. The Cowboys with Cooper. When you're giving up a number one pick or something of big time value for a player, you have to negotiate an extension before that trade is done. You have to because, hey, it's silly that you don't have this guy sign out. You just give a number one pick for him. And it's also silly that in the case of Cooper and now Tunsil, all the leverage goes to that player. Because of what you're saying. I don't think it's the same thing with Cooks with the number two. With the number one, Cooper's like, hey, or Tunsil's like, hey, you give a number one pick me. You want to let me go after a year? Okay. You know, so all Ramsey. their leverage. Right. All the leverage. Go, two number ones for Ramsey. Right. All the leverage is with that player to ask for pretty much whatever he wants. So it's a mistake that, once again, Jerry Jones made, Bill O'Brien's made. And is, is it surprising here? Jerry Jones makes a lot of mistakes, right? He's an egotistical maniac. Bill O'Brien's not a GM. Who's making these mistakes? GMs who really shouldn't be GMs. Yeah, yeah. Look, the problem I have with the whole strategy, and like I'm in the position of defending him a little bit because I don't think, given all the moves now, the DeAndre Hopkins thing, as you said, you would have paid him. But when you start to stack up who needs to get paid, you're going to run out of money at some point. Let me just, I'm going to review the numbers uh, right now, uh, looking at the Texans' cap because it, it is important to note that. Again, Watson's going to get paid. Tunsil's going to get paid. Um, you have, you're dealing with Cooks at $8 million. J.J. Watt right now is at ten and is at $15 million on the cap this year. Whitney Merciless at 12 on the cap. Dave at $11 million on the cap this season. Again, they can get out of that contract relatively cheaply if it doesn't work out this year. Tunsil's at 10 right now, and it's going to go up possibly by 50%. Uh, Will Fuller at 10 in his last year of his deal. They just wanted Bradley Roby, Nick Martin at seven and a half million, Tayshawn Gibson at seven and a half million, Bernardrick McKinney at seven and a half million. They're paying a lot of dudes. They just are. So they were going to run out of money at some point. I understand why they had to move Hopkins' salary. It's just that most people would argue, well, why didn't you just give up somebody else? They right. couldn't do Tunsil because there's too much wrapped into it. They can't do Watson because that's the basis of your whole franchise. And let, I start to understand in, a little let's bit. Let's keep in mind, though, these salary cuts are going to go way up. I Once agree. these new TVs, I mean, we're seeing it now. We can't watch sports now. People are flipping out. The NFL has to be licking their lips at this yeah. of what they can ask for because hey, there's no sports right now. We're all going bananas. All these sports have to love this, that people are flipping out because they can't watch their sports. Contracts are going up, and so is the salary cap. They should have figured out a way. The Hopkins, it was dumb to, to get rid of Hopkins. It was just dumb. They're behind Tennessee and India. 290 to win the AFC South. The A or nay on the Texans winning the AFC South? Nay. Yeah. I think I'm with you. We'll uh, some play after this on Football Full Circle. DailyRoto.com. 
Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Football Full Circle. Mike and George, thanks for following us. Better do so at SportsGrid on Instagram at SportsGridTV. I'm at Blewett, George, George Kurtz, so uh, feel free to follow us there for our thoughts and uh, upcoming shows, uh, upcoming content. We'll try to, t- we'll try to uh, tweet out, send out, uh, some clips from this show uh, in a little bit more bite-sized form. But uh, let's get to some player props. We're going to start with the draft first. Uh, it's a, a fun thing that we have going on in all of sports. The the one really fun thing we have going on in all of sports right now is us tracking the draft. And there's plenty of books out there that can be a lot of different wagers. And FanDuel is no different. We're going to go over to we've, – we've talked number one pick uh, a lot. There's no value there. Joe Burrow's now at minus 7,000. So it's gotten bet all the way down to minus 7,000. Chase Young at plus. Uh, but wanted to go first, George, is number two overall pick. Right now, we're assuming to be Chase Young. He's at minus 800. So a heavy favorite. Two is at plus 500. If there's any opportunity, any chance that somebody's going to trade up to number two to, uh, and give the Redskins a boatload like they gave the Rams a boatload when they moved up to take Robert Griffin uh, nine years ago. No, I think this draft really starts at 7.20 Eastern on Thursday, the 23rd. I think that's when the uh, Detroit Lions are up. You know, assuming the uh, Bengals and Washington both take their 10 minutes. Uh, I, I can't see Washington passing up on Chase Young. I just can't see it. I think they're going to give uh, Haskins at least another year, if not two more years. Uh, there is, the wild card is definitely the coach. The fact that Rivera is there, I do think if Rivera told uh, Snyder, listen, I'm not coming to coach this team if I have to have Haskins. I could see that happening, but I don't think that's going to be the case. I, don't I think can I, see the discussion having happened the opposite way, too. You can't then, coach then, then here unless says, you're I'm willing to have Dwayne Haskins. Right. And then I see Rivera says, I'm uh, fine. I'll, I'll stick a sit out here go go to another team. Yeah. You know, we I know every year. Done that. Be, right. There's going to be six to eight head coaches fired every year. Rivera mm-hmm. can easily just say, that, screw you. I'll wait. I was, right. I'm actually surprised that Rivera wanted to coach for Snyder anyway. Same. Why you, why you want to deal with that is beyond me. But uh, I think he has enough capital where he could have said that. So, like I said, that's the one wild card there. But I still think Washington's taking Young. Be shocked if they don't. You know, he is, he's probably, in my mind, the best overall player in this draft. You know, quarterbacks always go first because quarterback-driven league. But I think Young is the best player in the draft. So I think Washington's getting a great player here. Uh, so I don't think they're going to trade out of it. No, I think it really begins at three. Detroit Lions, I think, would be the first team that I could see be trading down to. I could see them trading down to Miami at five if Miami wants to make sure they get their guy. Over Chargers at six. You know, Jacksonville at nine. That's what I'm looking for. 
five, six, nine going up to number three in Detroit. And if they, Detroit won't move, they just go down to the Giants, but I think that's a tougher sell with Gettleman. Yeah. So uh, I'm with you, too, uh, on the Chase Young thing. I think Ryan Kerrigan, in his last year of his deal, I think Washington would absolutely want him around for veteran leadership. He's been a really productive player for him. But it wouldn't stun me, based on the fact that they drafted Montez Sweat last year, they're likely going to have Chase Young this year. If Kerrigan got moved for somebody looking for an impact pass rusher, a veteran impact pass rusher, it wouldn't stun me if they tried to get some value out of Kerrigan. Um, now, that might shake up the locker room a little bit too much since they're already sort of losing Trent Williams, or we're expecting them to lose Trent Williams. To lose Ryan Kerrigan might be a little bit too much, but Ron Rivera is building his culture. He's got Thomas Davis there and others. Uh, just something to keep an eye out for. So the n- third overall pick, George, the odds right here, Jeff Akuda at plus 130, Tua at plus 170, Young at plus 650, Justin Herbert plus 850, Isaiah Jedrick and Joe Burrow, which I can't believe there's even odds for that. But nonetheless, who would you have going here? You think somebody's going to trade up here and take Tua or trade up and take Herbert or trade up and take Akuda? I think someone's trading up. I do. Because once again, I think trading with the Giants at four is too tough. So I think someone's trading up. I think it's I think it's trade for a quarterback. I don't think it's trading up for any for a linebacker or a pass rusher. Certainly not a wide receiver. You know, so I think someone's trading up here. So it's Tuba. It's a Tuba. Who wants to play Tuba? Uh, it's Tua or Herbert. Yeah. That's the only two that I can see somebody trading up for. And it, it all comes down to do you believe the medicals from what we're, you're able to see on the internet or whatever your sources tell you on Tua? I think if you believe the medicals that he's going to be fine, if you want to believe Steinberg and everything he's saying, well, with Doc, oh, he's going to be fine, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, what else are they going to say? They're never going to say anything negative. So yeah. I really don't put much credence into that. But if you believe that, then I think it's Tua. But if you have any doubts, then I think it's Herbert. I think it's close enough where it could come down to that, where if you have a charges, you're like, you know, I like Tua. I think he could be a better player, but I'm not taking the chance that Herbert's going to be, going to be a good quarterback. He's yeah. going to be a good guy. We're going to we're going to trade up and get him. But I can also see it being this. You know, we're not going to trade up because we don't want to trade up for Herbert, and we're not going to trade up for a guy we don't trust his medicals on. So I wouldn't be shocked if that's it either, which would lead me more to Jacksonville because Jacksonville has to know they can't get either one at nine. I mean, what what's the worst, best case scenario for them? Nothing changes. No one trades up. Well, then Miami still takes Tua, and the Chargers take Herbert. Right? That's the best case scenario for them. You still I don't get Jackson- your guy. I think Jacksonville better fall in love with Jacob Eason and trade back and get more picks and maybe get the quarterback there. I'm not entirely convinced that they're going to pick a quarterback in the first round. Um, It certainly won't surprise me even a little, but I'm not convinced that they will because they need so much, because they can stockpile picks based on where they are. They're giving Minshew another shot. I think they might roll it out there with Minshew and figure out the quarterback thing long term perhaps late first round, second round, or even next year if they're in love with somebody there. I'm just saying I think that's the the most fluid. I don't think they will sit. I don't think they're going to be dedicated. You know, they could stun us, and maybe they move up to three or six. But uh, I just don't know if they're going to accomplish all of their goals with this one draft anyway. It's sort of like what the – now, the Giants didn't have integrity in their roster, right, when they drafted Saquon. They put Eli back out there. They're like, ah, oh, we're close. The final piece to get us into the playoff mix. And and Nate Solder, uh, we're fixed. You know, that's sort of what their approach was. It was obviously false, but um, Jacksonville shouldn't have that same issue. I, I think this is a multi-year plan for them to get it fixed. It's a pretty bad roster top to bottom. Well, the wild card for Jacksonville is Nagakwe, yes, right? Sir. Because if they can, I don't think they can get number one from him. I know they want a number one. They want a one plus. Good luck with that. You know, I, I'd like that too, but it's not going to happen. But I think you can get a second day pick, maybe a second round pick. You know, if you could do that before the draft, that gives you more ammunition to sort of go where you're going. Where, okay, you take BPA at nine or you trade down, whatever it is. And then you look for an Eason later on in the draft. Maybe you got to trade up back into the first round to get him. But if you trade it out back from nine and you're able to trade Nagakwe for a second round pick or a two and a five, whatever it might be, that gives you ammunition to move back into the first round to take an Easton. Maybe you're going to trade with New England likes to trade down from 23. They do it quite often, right, or any of those teams. Maybe you could do that. You know, so I could see that working as well here for Jacksonville. If, but you said they, they, have, they, they better fall in love with Easton. We don't know if they like Easton. They may hate him. Yeah. They may not think he's the man. We just don't know. 
Maybe it's one of these other quarterbacks that's going to fall, not the top four that they're, they're going to fall in love with. So Jacksonville is sort of a wild card for me here about what they might do. I can see them going both directions. I can see them trading up if they can trade Nagakwe Nagak for some good value. They'll still have another, let's say, low-end first-round pick, second-round pick, but I don't see that. Teams just generally don't give up that kind of draft capital for someone. Once again, he wants a big contract, but even he's admitted he's top three, top three to five. Even he doesn't think he's the best. Yeah. So I don't know what kind of contract even he's going to get. That statement is going to hurt him. So but he's still going to shell out money for him, too. And who has cap room at this point? Really, should never put a number on it. Never. Say I'm, one I'm, of the the yeah. I'm the best. Either, I'm the best. Just say you're the best. I'm one of the top. Rank yourself. Just say you're the best. Just yeah. say. Who, we all know everyone's lying. Yeah. Which is fine. You should, you should think you're the best. But as soon as you say I'm top, he tried to correct it. Oh, I'm top five. Well, top three to five. Okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah. All right, so uh, it's interesting. I think Jacksonville's going to be a fun team to watch in this draft because of uh, they can go, I think they can go in many different directions. If I had to bet on it, yeah, they probably don't trade up for what you're saying, but mainly because I think they're going to be a bad team next year as well. So they'll yeah. be in this position again to draft a quarterback. I would do what the Raiders did. Like we, we, we bashed them at the time for trading Khalil Mack, but the reality, like we're going to be terrible. We know it. We're turning over this roster. We don't want to pay him $20 million because the rest of the team is bad. So let's trade him. And, you know, to be honest, the jury's still out as to whether or not the Raiders or Bears won that trade. They may both be um, non-playoff teams. But in any event, you have to make those decisions like the Texans did with Hopkins, the Raiders did with Mack, the Jaguars are, are done with Ramsey uh, and conceivably in Gakwe and, and then move ahead and, and try to build the best team possible long term. So let me get to the next question. First three picks in exact order right now. So you have it, Burrow, Chase, Young. I think everybody's got that. And the third one you think is Tua, correct? Somebody trading up to take Tua. I'm going to say it's it's Tua, but it's like a 60-40 thing. It wouldn't shock me, Mr. Irvin. If, so, if you, you get a team doesn't believe the medicals and doesn't want to take that chance. But I think it's a quarterback. Absolutely think it's a quarterback. So the odds for Joe Burrow, Chase Young, Tua Tagovailoa in that exact order is plus 200. The uh, exact Chase Young, Justin Herbert is plus 550. So, given those odds, George, you can actually put a little bit on both and sort of hope for Herbert. You can. Uh, I think Herbert should be higher than 550, by the way. I mean, he, he'd be, that would be a surprise the most if Herbert were, uh, were to go third ahead of Tua, right? Yeah. I think the first two we do expect Burroughs and Young, but I think see those odds a little higher. But, uh, yeah, you could hope. And uh, I think you'll hit one of them. You know, I think Detroit's trade, I just think they're trading out. I think they're going to use this to their advantage. They know teams want a quarterback. I think they'll get a decent price. I don't think they're going to get a windfall. Because I don't, I, also, because I don't think they're going to move down far. You know, with Miami, you're only going two slots, Chargers three, and uh, you're talking Jacksonville six. So you're not going to get a huge windfall here. I don't have Jimmy Johnson's chart in front of me yeah. to see what the exact uh, value is uh, of that. But you'll certainly get their one. I think if you go with Jacksonville, what are you talking about? You might get a, a two this year and next and a three. Four? Yeah. I can see yeah, that happening. Yeah. Um, so that's it for the draft for now. I think George and I will take uh, an, another look at the draft in, in other shows. You know, we're in the home stretch now, two weeks to go. Uh, I'm going to be on. Our goal is to have me be on live on draft night along with Dave Martinez, Joe Rainieri, and Ariel Epstein doing our uh, Pro Football Today show, covering the draft live doing a quad box kind of scenario or just rotating through uh, the various hosts. So that should be fun. Uh, looking forward to that. And, and uh, we'll try to bring you as much information before then as possible. Uh, obviously, given the nature of where we're at and which we're broadcasting, we can't bring in as many guests as we normally do. It becomes logistically difficult. And we've had some technical issues regarding that. But we'll do our best to bring in our college guys, Joe Lisi and Rich Manello and more. Uh, as the draft approaches. So a few minutes left. I wanted to do, we did some passing um, props in the previous show, but uh, I wanted to throw out some more right now. From a passing yard standpoint, Pat Mahomes, 4,499 and a half yards. The the odds for over and under are both minus 112. So a little bit of, you know, a little bit of juice on both sides of it. You're not getting tons of value, but as a future bet, Pat Mahomes, you going over 4,500 yards? Yeah, I'm going over. Uh, it's 281 yards a game, stays healthy. 
Uh, I can't see him not do it. They don't have the greatest run game on the planet. They, I think Andy Reid's going to take advantage of him. Give me the over there, Michael. Yep. Uh, Lamar Jackson, passing yards. Uh, he's at 3199 and a half, so 3,200 yards over or under. For Lamar Jackson, so let me do a little quick math there, 3,200 divided by 16. We get 200 yards a game. It's not asking a lot. Third year, no. he, he was better last year. He's got some better receivers around him. Stay healthy, Lamar. Slide. Slide, buddy. Yes. Yep. Over. Over. And we'll do uh, Drew Brees, total passing yards, 4,049 and a half. So 4,050 is where he needs to get to. It's pretty low for him. It is low, 253 a game. Right? It's, not, it's, it's, it's all about staying healthy. Do I think he can play 16? That's, you know, they don't have Bridgewater to fall back on anymore. Fluke injury last year when he hit his thumb yeah. on Aaron Donald's helmet, right? Uh, you, I'm with you complete, completely. I don't think Taysom Hill's a long-term answer at all, so I don't think they'd be comfortable doing that. I want to say over. I really do, but I'm worried about him not playing 16. I'm just worried about 16 not happening here. Still, I'd go over, but it wouldn't be a large amount. Got it. Okay. Uh, let's do some touchdowns then. Uh, passing touchdowns. Here we go. Let's go. Uh, Sam Darnold. Regular season total passing touchdowns, 22-and-a-half. George, not a huge fan of Sam Darnold, but 22-and-a-half's a pretty low number. Very low, though. It's not even a one-and-a-half a per game. I mean, right, it's not even that. I have to assume the Jets are taking a, a wide receiver at 11. I have to assume. Based on the fact that they signed four offensive linemen, I think they've, they've already showed you their cards. I wouldn't, ter- I wouldn't criticize them that much for drafting an offensive lineman there, but I think they've enacted a plan. They've got a bunch of offensive linemen. Let's take a blue-chip wide receiver. We have a supposed to, we're supposed to have a blue-chip quarterback, so let's pair these guys up for the next decade. Yeah, I have to assume it's, uh, Judy might be there. They want to get an offensive lineman. They're probably, I think Arizona's going to take one at eight. Cleveland might take one at ten. You're not going to get the number one guy. You're not going to get the best uh, lineman. You might get the best receiver, what you, or who you believe is the best wide receiver. So I think they're taking a wide receiver... 22 and a half wide receivers may not be great. I love their tight ends, Perriman. It's not a lock. It's not a lock at all. Fine, I'll go the over, but I hate it. So I would go over. And, um, it will be interesting to see if the Jets can have a rookie really explode onto the scene, right? I, I feel I like that's so. never that's never happened really with the Jets. Rare. A rookie like that. Rare it is, it's rare in general. That's right. Uh, rookie wide receivers, George, George and I have talked about this many times. The average production for rookie wide receivers is not good. No. You get a few guys every year, and people just draw exception to prove the rule. But the reality is, uh, a at 500 receiving yards, you know, on average. It's taking all the guys into account. But uh, the Odell Beckham year, uh, I think, threw everybody off because there were so many good rookies. Brandon Cooks was one of those as well, and John Brown and, and others had big seasons uh, as rookies. But uh, nonetheless, that's where we are. I do one more touchdown one before we get out. Uh, we did Lamar in a previous show. You were over 26 and a half. Uh, how about Baker Mayfield, 23 and a half? So he's just a shade in front of Sam Darnold there. Yeah, real quick, Landry, uh, we, we're worried about him. We don't know when he's going to come back this season. Could be in the first half, first quarter. Give me the over on Baker, but only because it's a low number. I don't love this either. So many moving parts for the Browns. Uh, I'm tentative, but even is remotely decent. I think he goes over. We'll come back with more props after this on Football Full Circle. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Back on Football Full Circle, Mike and George. Thanks for watching us uh, and taking going through these props. We did some QB props, uh, a little bit of draft props, and we're doing some running back props for the 2020 season. Obviously, as we've said many times, in case you're watching this clip independent of the show, that we're not necessarily going out and place a whole bunch of futures on a season that is yet to be confirmed that is happening. Roger Goodell came out and said that the NFL is planning to play. They should plan to play. Everybody should have a plan in place. We have a plan in place at SportsGrid, right? Uh, we're broadcasting from our homes and trying to make it look like George uh, lives on the 60th floor opposite or maybe the 90th floor opposite the Empire State Building. But anyway, everybody should have plans, contingency plans, and everything else. I'm just saying, don't go throwing a whole bunch of money on futures, uh, a bunch of money that matters to you on futures, uh, when we don't even know if the season's going to go off. But given that we're in the business of talking about odds, uh, here's the deal, George. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm allergic go to uh, running, running back props. No, not COVID. Go ahead. Isolation. Uh, 14 days. Alvin. Isolate. I've been in isolation for a month, so 14 days would be a breeze at this I point. Think, I think day is, today is day 30 without sports. Yep. I believe it today was, is day 30. Yeah, May. Yeah, that's right. The 12th was the, uh, I think, was the first day that uh, the NBA had canceled and all the other leagues started uh, canceling. So uh, let's just start from the top with the running backs. Alvin Kamara. Regular season rushing and receiving yards. Teams must play a full 16-game regular season for bets to stand. Uh, Alvin Kamara, 1,549.5. That's a total rushing and receiving. 1,549. He got hurt last year. That's why he didn't have a good year last year. Right, what was, was his total hurt. last year? Uh, looking it up now. So uh, now i got to add to You promised me there'd be no math here, Mike, and you lied. Oh, there's math. Uh, there's always math. 797, uh, rushing, receiving, 533. So what is that, 12, 1330 offhand? And that, that's in a year he was hurt. I mean, asking was what, 100, less than 200 yards more to stay healthy? A little more than 200. More. A little, it was, was, it, it was 15? 15, was 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, I think he's going to end up. Is he also, can he be a restricted free agent maybe after this year? So a little incentive there. Him stay healthy as well. Give me the over. Yeah. Um, so uh, next one, Christian McCaffrey, uh, 2,099 and a half. So expecting another huge yardage season out of him. Now, as much as we take a look at the Carolina Panthers with a lot of moving parts, new coaching staff coming in and everything else, we do like the offense. The only thing that the offense really needs at this point in our mind is uh, offensive line help. Ian Thomas, serviceable tight end, but the, the receiving core and DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel has been okay, but they brought in Robbie Anderson. They have Chris McCaffrey there at running back. Uh, this could be an explosive offense, and you and I have said, and you specifically have said that expect Carolina to be in a lot of shootout games. 
Yeah, I think so. Uh, McCaffrey had 2,400 total yards last year, a little less. Uh, and that was a fantastic year. Carolina drafting seventh overall. They're in perfect spot to take the best offensive lineman. You know, like, whoever they think is the best one, I think they'll get it. If they want, if that's what they want, that's what they'll get there. And I think that's the direction they should go. Or defense. Anybody on defense. Might be, might be hard to pass on a top linebacker as well. You know, because I don't think the Giants are taking a linebacker. We know Young's going to Washington. I think someone trades out with Detroit. They can probably get the top linebacker or top secondary as well. Anybody they want there. So uh, Carolina will have their choices here. McCaffrey, I love McCaffrey. Right? We, he had a great year last year. He's so the, fun. He's fun a Swiss, he can do everything. But they have other weapons now. You know, Bridgewater get their ball. He doesn't throw the ball down the field all that well. Give me the over, Mike. I think he does it again. Not quite as big as this year, but he goes over. Give me the over. Yeah, it'd be hard for me to bet an under based on the way this offense is going to play out. Do they spread the ball around a little bit more to keep him healthier? I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be chasing down a playoff spot, right? I don't know if they're going to be thinking about conservation for him. I think they're just going to ride him as much as they can. I would go over, too. I can't expect what he did last year, but I think a strong possibility that he gets over. Derek Henry, regular season rushing and receiving yards, 1,574. He had 1,540 rushing yards alone last year. It doesn't on the receiving side, so... He'd pretty much have to come close to a duplicate season, which he was just people at the end of the year, regular season and playoffs. Yeah, he was literally just running people over here. He was he was great. Absolutely great. He was a fun running back. Uh, probably the closest we've seen that maybe a Christian Okoye in a while, uh, Earl Campbell back in the day as well. Uh, only had 206 receiving yards last year. He doesn't catch the ball very well. Yep. I'm going under here. I'm going under. I think teams are going to be looking to take him out or at least slow him down not let him – uh, decide games here. I also worry that they can't get a contract going. He holds out for a game or two. Or he gets up to a slow start because he doesn't go to training camp, whatever training camp might be this year. You know, or maybe he suffers that lower body injury of so many players who don't go to training camp. Slow start, whatever it is. I don't think he's going to reach that. I'm going to go under. Uh, next one, Zeke Elliott. Uh, again, total rushing and receiving. 1,374 for your boy Zeke. I got to go over. That seems like a low number. Uh, I think McCarthy will use him more in the passing game. Oh, than wait, they... I'm sorry. Sorry. I misread it. That's important. It is a low number. Damn. This is way off. 1,734. Uh, not 1,374. I thought they had it listed a different way, but 1,734 and a half. So he's got to get to 1,735. So, well, so strong number. It's, it's definitely a strong number. I wish the uh, – I like the original number much better. Uh, 79, that's a little different. They lost Travis Frederick. All right, that's a big loss. That might be the biggest, Cowboys' biggest loss this offseason. You know, they knew the other guys were probably going. They did not know Frederick was going to retire, not until at least after the season anyway. Last year he had almost 1,800. And what most consider an offseason for him, right, because he, uh, he did hold out most of the training camp, got off to a slow start, was solid, not great. Offensive line's not going to be as good as it was. McCarthy, I think he's going to throw in the ball more to the backfield, but maybe not run quite as much here. Gallup got Cooper. I don't know if I can bet under, though. I think I would leave this one alone, honestly. If I had to choose, I'm probably going over, but I don't like it. You know, uh, Saquon is almost right in the same, right on the same number, 1749 and a half, so like a 15-yard difference. I'll go over Barkley. Yeah. Just no, it's interesting now. Less weapons yeah. for the Giants. They have to use Barkley. Dallas has Cooper. Gallup is going to be a really good uh, wide receiver. Really good. So yeah. they could throw the ball a lot, and Dak will do that. Uh, McCarthy likes to throw the ball. Yeah, he does. He likes to get the ball down the field. Giants don't have those weapons. I mean, Engram and Shepard, nice guys. Uh, but they're going to they're gonna run the ball with Barkley a lot, as well they should. Plus, they have to realize Barkley, you know, he's third-year running back. He's going he's gonna to want that uh, Ezekiel Elliott money next year. He may hold out. Uh entirely possible i mean luckily he's he he both and both he and or at least picked at the top of the draft so they they've cleared a decent amount of money already but zeke held out maybe saquon does too uh we obviously they have the receiving core of um they have the tight end of ingram who's constantly hurt they have shepherd who had some injuries last year darius slayton a really nice surprise for them as a rookie so good receiving core I think you're still in need of a number one there, uh, unless Slayton develops even more than we uh, 
unless Slayton continues to blow projections away. But as of right now, it doesn't seem like they have a number one, and, and it all goes through Saquon. We saw one glimpse of it at the end of the year. Uh, he had one or two dominant games, one extremely dominant game uh, in your fantasy football playoffs after disappointing you the previous year, uh, he delivered. So uh, we'll see how that works out. But Saquon uh, pretty expected for a pretty big number, 1,750 yards. Uh, I'm going to go over to the wide receiver props here, um, and I'm going to start it from the top. My guy, Juju Smith-Schuster, injury-plagued season last year, de- uh, dealt with abysmal quarterback play when he was on the field, uh, 1,099.5 is his prop right now. You and I have sort of differed on our opinion of Juju Smith-Schuster. I think he's somebody that can be really special. Uh, you're not as convinced that he can be a consistent number one wideout. Yeah, I think for me it all comes down to, I just don't think you can assume a number two guy, and that's what he was when Antonio Brown was there, could automatically be a number one guy. And we can't judge by last year because, well, you know, Ben got hurt, and it's, I'm not going to judge him on Rudolph and Hodges and whatever else they had going there. Uh, that's not fair to him. But still, now he's the number one guy. Teams are going to pay more attention to him. He's going to have the number one cornerback, safety over the top. And defense is nowhere he is. They, they want to stop him. They're going to let the secondary guys beat them. Fine, don't let Juju beat you. That being said, 1,100 yards a game is 60, what, 68 yards a game. You're not asking for much. I mean, even 1,000 yards is 62 yards a game. It's just not asking for much. I think those, those numbers that we love, oh, do you have a 1,000-yard season? I think that's, that's for the 14-game season. That's when that matters. In 16 yeah. games, I think, for me, it's more 1,200 yards. You know, with 1,200, you've had a special season, maybe even 1,250. But we don't like that because it's, you know, it's not a round number, like 1,000. Yeah. So uh, I do think it gets over because I think they're going to have to throw the ball. I think Ben will stay healthy. And maybe more importantly to me, I have to believe, Mike, that at some point between now and you know week one, assuming there is a week one, the Steelers will upgrade their backup quarterback position that where even if Ben does get hurt, we'll have somebody decent. You know, whether it's Winston or not, I would love it to be Winston, then I would really like the Juju thing. But uh, I still think Juju's going to get over. I just don't think we're asking for all that much. Uh, true. And I, I think I, the, the interesting part about last season is that you almost have to punt the evaluation of him as a number one because the play was so bad. Your, your theory may very well hold true or mine. But I certainly can't base it on last year. It was the worst offense in the league uh, going down the stretch last year. Just abysmal play. Whether it was Duck Hodges or Mason Rudolph, it didn't really matter. Um, And Juju suffered as a result, as did his injuries uh, take a toll. Um, I'm going over, I think his rapport with Ben was really good in his rookie season. uh, And I think they come back strong in in his third year here. Zach Ertz, uh, the next man up. His regular season uh, prop is 924 and a half yards. So tight end, breathing down the neck of a thousand yards. What do you think on Zach Ertz? Zach Ertz. I mean, right now he's the only guy I trust there. He's the only guy I trust to catch the ball in Philadelphia. Other than Goddard, and if they're two best receivers, are both tight ends there. I think Ertz could be gone this year as well, uh, which is good and bad. Uh, last year, 916 yards. Might played 15 games, missed the one game. Got hurt in the Dallas game as well. He probably would have had over 1,000 yards if he stayed healthy all year. Um, yeah, I'm going to go over as well. I'm going to go over here this other season. Stays healthy. He's the one true threat there. He's a starter there. I don't trust Jeffrey. Aguilar's gone. Uh, Jeffrey may be gone too. I don't know about our Sega weight side. Phil W's another team. Where are they drafting here? 21? I think they're taking a wide receiver round one. You know, assuming that someone falls them they like, maybe too many receivers go between 11 and 20, that uh, they don't take one. But still, I think Ertz is going to be the number one guy there. All right, let's go. I should have probably led the segment with him, but the uh, receiver, the receiving champ, receiving yards champ from last year by a wide margin, and the receptions champ by a wide margin, uh, Michael Thomas. He he went for 17.25 last year, and his prop is 14.04 and a half. So I think everybody acknowledges that it was a monster season. His receptions, he broke the all-time record at 149. He had the 1,725 yards. So 1,404.5 yards. Drew Brees ostensibly back for a full season. I would think he gets to 1,500. I'm not going to give him a duplication of, of 2019, but I think he can get there, George. Uh, what, what's his uh, Twitter handle or Instagram handle? Can't, Can't guard, guard Mike. Mike. Yeah. Can't guard Mike. That's fantastic. Uh, you said it. He had 1,700 yards last year, and Drew missed five games. I, that's incredible. Just incredible. I don't know, Mike. I mean, for me, I'm a little, I do come to Bill Belichick school where when I'm playing a team, 
I'm not letting the number one guy beat me. There's no way I'm letting Mike Thomas beat me. I'm covering with 10 guys if I have to. Just when Tomlin, uh, Alvin Kamara was hurt half the year. I don't understand how teams just didn't take Mike Thomas out and force anybody else to beat you. Uh, but, hey, it's easier said than done as well. I think he's, oh, man. He's that, what, he had 1,400 yards the year before, 1,700. I'm going to say no. I'll say no. I think teams are going to work to take him out of it. But, man, I do love it. They added Emmanuel Sanders, give him another threat. But that also could hurt throws. They don't have to get the ball to him. They can throw the ball to Emmanuel. Kamara will be healthy this year, but they'll get the ball to him more. That's the reason I'm saying no. It has nothing to do with Mike Thomas. I think he's great. But uh, I'll say no. Or to go, Julio Jones, where do you think he placed in the receiving yards list last year? Mike Thomas was obviously number one. Where do you think Julio was? In the top ten, I'll I'll give you that. He was in the top ten. Where do you think he was? Where do I think Julio Jones was in the top ten? I'll say top five. Yep. Oh, I gotta I gotta go further than that. You're not gonna Absolutely. let me get away with the general. No. Um. Three. He was second. Only Mike Thomas beat him. Only Mike Thomas beat him. Must be second. 1,394 yards he had last year. This prop comes in at 1,349 and a half. So he could conceivably be a couple of percent off from where he was last year and still hit this prop. So uh, Julio, Matt Ryan's still there, obviously. Pretty stable overall. They bring Todd Gurley in to uh, effectively replace Devonta Freeman. Uh, they lose Austin Hooper. They bring in Hayden Hurst. I would suspect that there's actually even a little bit more pressure on Julio to produce this year. He's been amazingly consistent. Hall of Fame career already. Do you think he comes back and, and, and hits this prop? Oh. I used to have concerns about Julio's foot injuries, but he's managed them so well over the last few years. Like Julio basically doesn't practice during the week for most of the year. And he's been able to manage this stuff. Yeah, he is. Well, and he's a veteran with the same team. It helps. Right? You work yeah. with Matt Ryan so long, you know him. Uh, so I think we'll love Julio. He may be the most gifted receiver in football, right? He might be that kind of guy. Just doesn't catch touchdowns for whatever reason. They don't, uh, you know, he doesn't catch touchdowns. He drives us all nuts, especially in fantasy land. But uh, he's a great receiver. Stay healthy. I'm gonna go yes. Got it. Okay. Well, we'll do the save the best for last. Guy with the brand new team, DeAndre Hopkins. Regular season total receiving yards: 1,124 and a half. Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, Kyler Murray. Bella, do I keep going? New team. Max Williams. He wants to throw the ball. 11, you're not asking for much. What's game? You talk about probably 72 yards a game. Not asking for all that much, but I worry about that. I'll, I go over. If he was with Houston, no problem. But with Arizona, I have some trepidation. Murray, not the good quarterback. Uh, yes, but I wouldn't bet a large amount. I think he has an opportunity to crush it. So it uh, should be interesting. I, I would say. I like Hopkins to go over there. So that's really it for the wide receiver props. We'll keep uh, throwing some more of these out in in subsequent shows. But uh, on behalf of George Kurtz and our producer, Brett Levy, thanks for watching Football Full Circle on the grid. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.
Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.